What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. And tonight was AEW Dynamite's Blood and Guts event. And to be honest, I actually watched it. It's actually still going on. There's like maybe 10 minutes left in the show. But I actually watched an entire AEW event for the first time in probably months. And I mean months. But I I heard about the Blood and Guts events, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Okay, so the show opens with Jungle Boy... Jack Perry, who I guess he goes by Jack Perry now. I mean, this this is how long I haven't watched AEW, so fill me in if if I'm getting anything wrong because I just haven't been keeping up. But anyway, he goes by Jack Perry now. Versus Hook. And I thought this match was pretty decent, you know. um, I will say I like Jungle Boy as a heel. I, I think he, he just he looks good as a heel. I think he has a certain look to him that just makes him look like a decent heel. Um, and I'm I'm impressed with the work. You know, a lot of this match, a lot of it was outside. You know, chops, clotheslines, whatever. Some of it was in the ring. You know, but um. I actually enjoyed the match. I think it was a good opener for AEW. Now, this is the first match I've ever seen from Hook. So, I was a little bit impressed with what this young kid could do. And I, I, I've never even seen Jungle Boy as a heel either. So, this was actually the first time I've seen him as a heel. Since... He was a babyface, actually, because the last time I had seen Jungle Boy, he had gotten attacked by Christian Cage, turning Christian Cage heel. So, I thought this was a good opener. But for me, that after that, that's when things, to me, kind of went downhill. Okay, we see... Um, there was actually no women's match announced for the AEW card. But we did see Britt Baker in a five-minute match, um, which to me is quite of an insult uh, to the women's division. Um, especially somebody like a top star like Britt Baker, who she might have looked good in this match. But to have a whole show... And then we have your woman featured in, what, three minutes on the entire show? I thought it was kind of disrespectful. I mean, like I said, Britt Baker looks good. I mean, it made her look good. But I think they deserve a little bit more airtime than what they got. You know, AEW might get away with this. 
But could you believe the outrage if WWE did something like this? So that was a surprise to me. I, I did expect a lot more out of the women's division tonight. I expected maybe we would actually get to see 15 minutes. So to me, it was just kind of a slap in the face. To make matters worse, um, I was actually enjoying the MJF and Adam Cole segments. Um, they were at this restaurant making jokes. You know, it's it seemed it seemed fun. Okay, now they get in the ring, and that's where it goes downhill. And somebody actually asked on Twitter, "Is MJF a heel or is he babyface?" And the reason, you know, I said that is because the reason I brought that up is because I, I don't know what's going on. You know, they had a whole dance competition with MJF and somebody else. I think it was Daniel Garcia, but it was horrible, you know. Um, and again, if WWE did something like this, can you imagine the outrage? So, you know, I honestly am confused on what, you know, what this, what, what they're going to do with MJF. I, I kind of expect him to turn on Adam Cole. But, uh, and I do see a hill turn coming, but I just, I just don't know when. Because they did tease it after the match. And honestly, I kind of wish MJF would have turned heel because if we have to see more dance competitions and more stupidity uh, with this angle, then I'm turning my TV off. Um, I am a fan of MJF. I do think he does great heel work. Um, to think that Adam Cole left NXT... To, to do this is a little, a little crazy, you know. Um, this is professional wrestling, guys, not I think you can dance. I, I get the entertainment part, but this was just kind of silly. I, I see why people are turning the TV off. I see why people are saying about AEW just being ridiculous. And like I said, this is the first time I've watched it in months. Before that, I, I've seen clips, I've seen this, that, whatever, and that alone was hard to watch. But now after watching a full two hours of this, ridiculous. This to me, you know, is an embarrassment to professional wrestling, I mean, even the even the video game sucks. Have you have you guys seen the preview for the video game? It just sucks. Okay, and and not to change the subject, but it looks like Pac just turned on the Blackpool Club. 
He's walking off stage. I must have missed something. But Adam Cole, no, no, excuse me, Adam Page is on the ropes. He hit a big lariat on Claudio. Um, Let's see what happens here. Here he goes off the ropes again. One of the young bucks just hit him with the knee. Looks like the Elite might take this one over. Here comes the super kick show with the Young Bucks. Okay, well, that was one super kick. But, um, okay, they got Moxley now. And they're handcuffing him. So, yeah, I'm guessing Pac just turned on the Blackpool Combat Club. From what I'm seeing. Now during these matches. You have to expect. Some sort of surprise right. But I I don't think anybody expected. What we just saw. And now it looks like Omega just walked out. Was that Omega? Somebody just walked off stage at Don Callis. I don't know. I think it was Kenny Omega, but I'm not sure. Wheeler Yuta is busted open. John Moxley, of course, you know, is busted open. He bleeds in every match. It's kind of his thing, which, again, like I've said, is ridiculous. I've said it numerous times. Okay, now they're choking Wheeler Yuta. And the Elite have picked up the win. By strangulation. <laughs> um, a very uh, goofy match. Um, and this is AEW's version of, you know, like NXT's War Games or Survivor Series War Games or whatever you want to call it. You know, they're trying to outdo WWE. I get it. Whatever. But, um... <laughs> This ain't the way to do it. <laughs> a lot of stupidity in this match. I mean, the wrestling side of it was good, but there's just a few spots in this match that I didn't like. Um, obviously, I'm not a fan of the Elite with all the CM Punk drama. Never really have been a fan of the Elite, though. Wasn't ever a Kenny Omega fan. Don't care for the Young Buck style. Um, John Moxley, like I said, I don't care for. I am a fan of Brian Danielson. I am a fan of Claudio, as I have been from the work in WWE, Ring of Honor, whatever. But uh, a lot of stupidity in this match. You know, we had Moxley bringing in glass. There wasn't any blood in this match until Moxley got involved. He was busting everybody with a screwdriver early on in the match. Um, and he and they actually went to commercial break, and he was busted open uh, as. As, as they return from a commercial. You know, and I actually thought the match, the Blood and Guts match, actually was actually decent at first, you know, because they opened with Omega and Claudio. And, um, and of course, it's just the beginning of the match, but whatever. I, I actually thought it was decent, you know, until they got Omega, not Omega, but until they got Moxley involved, you know, and that's when the Blood came out, you know, thumbtacks, I'm okay with, we've seen that in Hell in a Cell matches and whatever, uh, they had glass in this match with, which, uh, 
you know, I don't care for. Um, same with uh, Moxley brought out this bed of nails, which uh, I thought was pretty goofy. But um, I, I just I, I don't understand these matches. I you know um, at least I don't I don't understand AEW's way of doing it. Um, you know, you got, what, 12 guys in there at one time. I think it was, like, six on six or five on five, whatever. I don't know. Now, this is minus Brian Danielson because he just had arm surgery, so keep that in mind. Um, now, notice when WWE did their Survivor Series War Games, they didn't have to, you know, bring all these elements out. You know, they didn't have to bring a bed of nails out to make it entertaining. They didn't have to having a large amount of blood to make this entertaining. You know, it, it was entertaining because they're telling a story, you know, and, and these guys are giving it their all in the ring, putting on a great match. And that's the big difference between AEW and WWE during the World Games is there was great storytelling. This right here, um, I can't say the same. Um, I honestly, during this match, I didn't know who the heel was, who the baby face was, because it was just so back and forth. Um, I assume the elite are the baby faces, and that the combat club was the heels. Keep in mind, I, like I said, I haven't been watching AEW, so this was my first event uh, in months. <laughs> but, um,. I don't know if it's just me, you know, but I was a little confused because it was just kind of back and forth. We've seen the baby faces kind of get heat. The heels kind of getting heat. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the elite. Um, the young bucks, they do their own thing. It's like a circus act with them, flips and kicks and whatever. Um, mostly kicks, 90% of it's kicks. Omega... He's, he's just he's himself, I, you know. His wrestling, I haven't really seen a, a lot of Omega, but his gimmick is complete garbage, so it's hard to invest in a character like Omega when the guy doesn't know if he wants to be a wrestler or a video game character, um, which maybe that'll get over with the younger crowd who are into video games. I don't know. I don't play video games. Well, I used to, but that was when I was a child. Uh, but in my opinion, AEW would cater to uh, maybe children. Uh, if, you look, if you look at the video game itself, the AEW fight forever, it's, it's pretty out there. You know, people talk about, you know, WWE 2K video games and how they're ridiculous, but this this just AEW fight forever. It does not look like a video game. It doesn't look like a wrestling video game. This is a poor attempt at a first wrestling video game. Um, now I get this isn't like Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning 2, you know, SmackDown versus Raw, but, uh, I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into that, it's, it's just ridiculous, um, but how can you expect people to get a video game correctly when they can't even get their own company right, you know, Tony Khan, what are you doing, man, this is, uh, and again, does Moxley need to bleed every single match, ridiculous, 
but another news, guys. I'm 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 so tired of talking about AEW already. I don't know if I'll watch it again to be honest because it's just ridiculous. I tuned in to see CM Punk. Okay, he wasn't on the card. It is what it is. Hopefully, we'll see him on collision, whatever. But anyway, Dominic Mysterio last night wins the North American Championship on NXT. Now, a lot of people are saying, who does this elevate more? Does this elevate the Judgment Day? Does this help Dominic Mysterio? Some people are even saying this kind of helps NXT a little bit. I, I don't see it that way. Now, my, my, my thoughts is we have a draft for a reason. If they're going to put the Judgment Day on NXT at least, put, put Dom on NXT. Keep him there. That's where he needs to be. That's where he should have been since the beginning. If you look at the guy's promo work, maybe he has improved a little bit on the mic, but I, I just don't see him as a heel. He's too corny as a heel. He's good in the ring, but just on the mic, he's not that good. Um, now, and I'm sorry if you guys hear my TV in the background. I, I didn't realize it was playing. Um, anyways, this is WWE's chance to keep Dominic on NXT. Does Dominic need to be a part of the Judgment Day? No. Honestly, he doesn't. He could do his own heel thing. And the Judgment Day can do theirs. We kind of see that now with Finn Balor facing Seth Rollins and, you know, and Dominic and, and Rhea. This whole mommy crap, it's stupid. But um, if I had to pick anybody that out of the Judgment Day, I'd say Rhea is, is you know, one of the top uh, performers in the Judgment Day. Uh, she really stands out along with Finn Balor. Um, wasn't always a fan of Damian Priest. But, um... This is, you know, this is what I don't understand. We have the draft for a reason. We've seen guys from NXT come to the main roster. Now we're seeing people from the main roster go to NXT for matches. You know, it's it's just what was the point of the draft? So does this elevate NXT? No, it it really doesn't because NXT guys should stay on NXT. We shouldn't see main roster guys go down to NXT unless they're being you know brought down like Baron Corbin or whoever you know uh, anybody else you know and having Baron Corbin on NXT, NXT is a great decision he's you know, becoming the lone wolf again like I said this would give Dominic a chance to you know kind of build himself up you know and become who he wants to be you know and a lot of people are saying, oh, Dominic, you know, he's, he's getting heat right now. Okay, I get it. But I don't think it's, it's, it's because he's good. I think it's because people know this is ridiculous. And, and they're booing him, you know. Um, I don't know. You know, I just... I look at Dom's early work as a heel, and since then I just, I just haven't been able to take him serious. I, I get that he's playing this corny heel, but he just doesn't fit that role with a Judgment Day. It looks like four emo kids, well, actually three emo, emo kids, and then you got the one nine-year-old that wants to hang out with all the older teenagers. It, it, that's what it looks like. Dominic is, you know, the nine-year-old amongst three grown adults. That's what it looks like. 
should I say nine, maybe 12, 13 years old. That's what he looks like. At least he does not look like a legitimate, a legitimate heel. So to me, it's a problem. But um, like I said, I don't expect Dominic to stay on NXT. Obviously, we will see him with the Judgment Day. Um, but like I said, I don't think Dominic needs to be a part of the Judgment Day. They can build him up in NXT. Uh, Damian, Finn, and Rio would do perfectly fine without him. They could recruit a new member of the Judgment Day or whatever. That'd be a perfect time to bring Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt back or even Karrion Cross in that role. As Karrion Cross has been struggling in the main roster, I think he would fit really well in the Judgment Day. So it, it would be perfect for somebody like him or maybe even Edge, have Edge come back. Um, but whatever. I, you know, I don't want to see Edge feud with the Judgment Day. Obviously, we're not going to see that. But I'm just saying, there, there's there's so many others that could fit, you know, in with the Judgment Day other than Dominic. But who knows? Um, in other news, we did see Alexa Bliss announce on Entertainment Today that she is having a girl. So congratulations, Alexa Bliss. You deserve it. You'll be a great mother. Um, I hope you return soon after your pregnancy. I wish you the best and good luck. Anyways, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I did not enjoy AEW. Maybe hopefully I will next week. I do plan on uh, reviewing AEW a lot more. If by chance you are listening to this episode on Spotify, drop me a rating or a follow. Anything is appreciated. Um, I'm actually at 99 ratings on Spotify, so maybe you could be the lucky 100. Like I said, guys, anything is appreciated. I'm also uh, partnering with uh, Rick Del Santo from PWZ. That's Pro Wrestle Zone. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I had a big announcement a few weeks ago that I will be on Pro Wrestle Zone um, and on One Sports. And that, that, that episode will debut this Sunday. At 3.30 p.m. So be sure to check that out. Again, it is Pro Wrestle Zone with Rick Del Santo. And it is on the One Sports Station. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Me and Rick are planning to do a lot more episodes. and, And I am excited to see what the future holds. So be sure to check that out. Have a good day, guys. God bless and good night.